Welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Alvid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. Today we will dive into what keeps communities alive and how our own actions can destabilize them sometimes. We dive into how you can make sure that you're growing your reputation as a valued member in any community you're in and not destroying it from the inside. Before we get to that, let me thank the sponsor of this episode, Acquire.com. Imagine this. You're a founder who's built a really, really solid SaaS product, a good business. You acquired customers and your whole thing is generating consistent MRR. The problem is you're not growing for whatever reason. It might be a lack of focus or a lack of skill or just a plain lack of interest that you've grown into and you feel stuck. What should you do? The story that I would like to hear and that probably you would like to hear too is that you then buckled down and somehow reignited this fire. You got past yourself and the cliches and you start working on the business rather than just in the business as you're doing right now. You start building this audience and you move out of your comfort zone to do sales and marketing like you always thought you should. And six months down the road, you've tripled your revenue. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, reality is not that simple. And situations are very different for every founder who's facing this particular crossroads. But too many times, the story ends up being one of inaction and stagnation until the business becomes less valuable or worse, worthless. And if you find yourself here, or your story is likely headed down a similar road, I offer you a third option. Consider selling your business on acquire.com. Capitalizing on the value of your time is the smart move, and acquire.com is free to list. They've helped hundreds of founders already. So go to try.acquire.com slash Arvid and see for yourself if this is the right option for you at this time. And now let's talk about something deeply human, something ancient, really, but it's in its most modern incarnation. Online communities often remind me of villages, really just old school villages like you would see in a video game like Anno or something. Villages that offer a sense of belonging a place to grow roots, and a bustling exchange of ideas and services. I found my village among sci-fi enthusiasts and Harry Potter fans and software entrepreneurs online. And I do my best to contribute to the continuation and the improvement of those communities that I consider to be the villages that I live in, in the virtual world. But not everyone has that long-term perspective, right? Some people very selfishly act in ways that kill the village. And maintaining these virtual communities is no doubt challenging, right? We need to understand what makes a community thrive and what can lead to its downfall just to understand the whole space. And to avoid killing the village, we have to know first, I guess, what sustains the village in the first place. And looking back at how settlements develop, they tend to start with pioneers who established the basic infrastructure needed to settle. And then they're followed by settlers who develop the village further using their more specific skills. It's kind of generalists followed by specialists. And if you think about it even further, there come the bureaucrats, right, that organize the village after it is already established. But I want to look into the first two parts here, because both the pioneering and then the settling, that applies equally to online communities where key members set up everything before others then contribute value in many different ways. And as more people join a community and interact with each other, it grows into hopefully, I guess, something self-sustaining like a village. People forge bonds as their daily lives intermingle. The farmer grows the crops that, once they're milled and turned into flour, allow the baker to make the bread that the blacksmith eats before forging more farming instruments. 
It's kind of cyclical. It's interdependent. And most of all, it's built on trust. Mutual necessity establishes very strong ties over time. People need to stay in the village, right? And, and their work is appreciated and needed by others in the village. And that's what trust is built on. Everybody is here because they want to be here and they get what they need, so they stay. But the problems arise when too many new members arrive in the village without having enough time for that trust building to be established. Villages in themselves develop certain kind of cultures, which boils down to what a shared way of doing things. That's what culture really is. And when too many new settlers flow into a village without soaking up the established culture, there are no shared ways anymore between people, right? And this significantly erodes trust in the community. And in a virtual community, that might even consist of a significant number of pseudonymous and anonymous members, this trust between people is pretty much the only thing that prevents scams and cons and abuse. But if you don't know your virtual neighbor from many, many positive interactions before, because you're all immediately surrounded by new people all the time, how can you extend that trust? Well, you can't. You first start doubting the intentions of your fellow villager and you wonder why they do the things they do. And more importantly, you wonder if they do things for the sake of the community or just for themselves. And they often do things only for themselves. Selfish behavior is a really, really significant contributor to the death of the village. In a world where, now let's just, let's just call it what it is. Advertising fuels the bank accounts of some of the world's largest companies, right? And virtual villages, online communities, have been barraged by promotional activities. Well, some promotion, some self-promotion is acceptable because it's beneficial for the group. Something that I would call selfless self-promotion. Not just saying, here, I made this, but saying, here, I made this for you. Purely selfish acts that often happen do actively harm the community because they go against the needs and requirements of a community. And that's something a lot of founders are guilty of, maybe consciously, but maybe also subconsciously. Sometimes entrepreneurs enter communities solely for personal gain. And I've talked about like people like jumping into communities and kind of just overwhelming them. That happens a lot when new communities are established or established communities are newly popular for some reason, right? Then people jump onto it as a potential opportunity. And when founders do this, they come in there with a kind of marketing mind that is often quite destructive because they need customers and they try everything to get a few more conversions. But without contributing anything valuable to the community themselves, they're kind of using it as a means to an end. And that violates Immanuel Kant's categorical imperative, particularly its second and less well-known formulation, which goes like, act in such a way that you treat humanity, whether in your own person or in the person of any other, never merely as a means to an end, but always at the same time as an end. That's from his work, The Groundworks, so The meta Metaphysics of Morals. Don't necessarily need to read it, but you know, like, categorical imperative. Do unto others as you want done unto yourself. And this is the version where it's really about people not just being means, but always ends as well. And this means that anything you do in a community, from the public space on Twitter to the invite-only expert groups on Facebook, your actions should always also improve the community itself in addition to getting you what you want. So exclusively selfish acts are not making communities better. These acts kill the village. Scamming, sure. Or maybe just even making very optimistic promises damages trust in communities. 
And that's why platforms like Reddit famously established a culture that quickly punishes any kind of selfish behavior. Promotional activities should benefit everyone rather than just a promoter alone. And hey, if you don't have a history of contribution to show for, you will be banned from that subreddit for life if you start promoting your services, even just linking to your services. Because they, they understand something. Selfishness erodes the foundations of community. And selflessness, the opposite, leads to increased reputation and trust. And honestly, it's a very easy choice, at least if you think long-term. Because the inconvenient truth here is that these short-term selfish acts often do generate customers or purchases, but they come with the hidden cost of burning your reputation. And in the long haul, reputation is worth significantly more than just a few more sales today. Because look at the elders of our virtual villages, the people who've been part of our communities for decades. Not a single one of them that you know tries to cheat you out of your money. Because if they, if they did, they wouldn't be like popular in our communities anymore. Most of them don't even talk about their services at all. They trust that you will find them when you're ready. They would rather participate in the community than mindlessly monetize it at all costs. They don't need that. They understand how important and valuable reputation is. Communities flourish through contributions from members helping each other without expecting returns, which ironically often leads to outsized returns, to something I call eventual reciprocity, because people feel compelled to give back after receiving so much help for themselves from others. Trust like this fosters opportunities. And not knowing your neighbors, well, that destroys opportunities. But this doesn't mean that new community members are a threat, because it kind of sounds uh, kind of xenophobic at this point. I'm, I'm aware of that. In fact, new members are needed to keep the village alive and able to keep up with the progress of the world, because the world around the village, around the community, changes a lot. And you need to see this, adapt to it, and deal with it. And for that, sometimes you need just fresh blood in the village, a, a healthy community, avoids becoming overly insular or tribal, where only those with similar ideologies are accepted. That is effectively a cult at some point. If a community locks out everybody else, it can promote internal extremism and has reduced adaptability, really, due to the lack of diversity and fresh ideas that are coming in from the outside. Communities and villages, they need shaking up sometimes. Or they just need any activity at all, really, because active participation keeps the village alive. If you find your virtual village becoming noticeably less engaged, that might indicate issues, such as selfish individuals just poaching away participants to other places, or having overly rigid norms and regulations that prevent fringe thinkers from contributing. Maybe they're somewhat spicy ideas. Conformism kills the village too. So, what can you do? Either being a pioneer, or a settler, or a late-stage community joiner? Well, encourage active participation and contribute yourself actively to communities. Don't lurk, post. Engage with people who share their thoughts while discouraging ideological rigidity. Be flexible, allow multiple opinions to enter your field and share your own opinions where other people think different things. It's a good thing for communities, it's needed. And always prioritize relationship building in that community, building trust over personal gain, just money quickly gotten, and allow room for dissenting voices so your village remains adaptive and enduring. Because we moved into the villages that we like because we thought it was going to be a great place to live. So keep it alive and make it a place that others like you want to live in too. And that's it for today. 
Thank you for listening to The Bootstrap Founder. You can find me on Twitter at Avid Khan, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You find my books and my Twitter course there too. And if you want to support me on this show, tell your friends and please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Get this podcast in your player of choice and leave a rating and the review. That is really important. has massive impact by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Any of this will help the show. Rating and a review, a good one, hopefully, will do the most. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.